0: Hi as always thank you so much for being here. So if you have a small products business or perhaps you're just in the process of starting one up or even just thinking about it you might be in a position where you're doing everything yourself Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. I mean in the beginning perhaps it does but um, you know in future it's, it's always good if you can if you can outsource a little bit get a little bit of help and get some time back. So today I'm speaking to Melissa Gage and Melissa is the founder of Spare My Time which is an innovative business support and virtual assistant service for small businesses and professionals as well as a franchise model for those looking to work flexibly while still having the support of a network. So um, as Melissa will explain she um, hires mums to work um, in her business and they provide VA support in all kinds of areas and today we're going to talk specifically about products businesses and the kind of things that you could perhaps outsource to a VA in your business to free up a bit more time for yourself. So this is I think a really interesting conversation. Personally I'm terrible at outsourcing outsourcing um have good intentions but sometimes it just seems easier to hold on to things Um, and we're going to talk we're going to talk through some of the concerns people have some of the reasons people don't outsource and uh, melissa's going to really help us understand the benefits of of getting some help when you need it uh, and when obviously when you can afford to do that and when you're at the right stage so um yeah we cover cover a lot so i'm not going to talk anymore and instead i'm going to introduce you to, to melissa so hi melissa thank you so much for being here Hello. So, could we start, please, if you give an introduction to yourself, your business, and what it is that you do?
1: Well, I'm Melissa Gage, and I'm the founder of a business called Spare My Time. Um, we provide virtual assistance, um, predominantly in admin, bookkeeping, and social media. Um, all of our VAs are mums. And so, the reality is, they are all upgrading their skills, they're all incredibly. Incredibly experienced, but because of uh, the pressures of childcare, um, we are assisting small businesses to get exceptional support at the same time of creating a flexible working for them.
0: Amazing, thank you. So, obviously, I've invited you on here to talk about the kind of things that a VA could help a business with. So, um, I'm assuming that some people will be at the stage where they haven't even thought about ever sort of wanting help so actually maybe that's the best place to start so when when is a good time to start working with a VA would you say?
1: Well I mean the reality is the best time to start working with a VA is before you actually need one because as soon as you start feeling the pressure that you need additional hands on decks you are probably actually losing momentum and it will take you a certain amount of time to um, be able to pick that speed up Um, And also you probably won't have the structures and flows in place in your business to be efficient. However, that's obviously an ideal world. Um, So I have sort of two little um, exercises that I give people to um, work out if it will be efficient and effective and economical for them to start outsourcing. Now as a rule of thumb, a VA is always the most economical way to get support because um, the reality is that you're not having to pay any fixed costs. You know, they will be pretty self-sufficient. They have their own computer, they have their own systems and stuff like that. Um, And they also have a vast um, array of experience because they will be working with other people at the same time. So on that basis, is always an economical choice. However, the two uh, little exercises that I suggest to people that they do when they're thinking, do they need a little bit of uh, of support are these and the first one is um work out what your own hourly rate is now that might be very simple if you charge on an hourly rate or it could be um that you work out how much you want to earn in the year and uh you divide it by 2080 and that will come back to your hourly rate now if your hourly rate is 40 pounds an hour for example uh look at what a va would cost on the hourly rate to do those tasks that you would be doing, which aren't revenue generating, because it's key. You know, your your principal business business activity is what you need to focus on. You'd, anything that distracts you from your your principal activity is not making you money. So those are the tasks that you're going to look at outsourcing. So, for example, the average rate of a VA is about twenty five pounds an hour uh, in the UK for admin. If you're earning more than twenty five pounds an hour, then it's worth outside outsourcing anything that is um, not revenue producing. So first of all, work out your hourly rate, and then just do some basic maths. The second exercise um, that I would think is worthwhile is just spend a couple of days writing every task that you do, and um, and then go through that list and work out which of those tasks you need to do they're either urgent revenue generating or you're the only person who has the skills who can do them and then work out from the rest of the the list what you could outsource and in that working out what you could outsource you'll probably work out things that don't actually need to be done as well so just bin those and by the time you've done those two exercises you'll have a quite a good idea of what you can feasibly outsource and be really specific and if it's going to be cost effective for you to do so.
0: Okay thank you and um, by doing those exercises would that give you an idea of how much time you needed a VA for as well because I, I mean some VAs I know charge by the hour some want you to sort of commit to a, a, a block a month um w- how would you work out sort of what kind of time commitment you needed from somebody?
1: Well that really really depends on their exper- experience so, if you have a really experienced v a the reality is that they will statistically uh, work three times quicker than you will. so if you're spending hours going through your emails, the reality is your v a has a skill set to be able to monitor and manage your emails at a much quicker rate than you would be able to so it it has to be a dialogue that you have with them um it also depends on your VA, you know, as you said, that they might do day blocks or half day blocks, um, or they might do hourly blocks, uh, all of which can be very successful. Um, the, it, it, again, has to be a conversation with how they work. They You might find if you take a day block, just be mindful that you need to work out you know, what your rate of return is on that. If you're going to have somebody for eight hours effectively, which is a day, um, how quickly a task is going to be turned around, how much of that day you're going to have allocated to your tasks, because they are probably be managing more than one client. Um, and, um, you know, just exactly what does that mean? Obviously, the most transparent way of doing things is on an hourly rate, but not everybody works in that way. Um, but really, it's a conversation to have with your VA because they will know what their, how quickly their skill sets, you know, lead, lend towards the tasks that you're asking them to do.
0: Thank you for that. And, you know, I didn't actually consider the fact that an experienced VA could do things quicker because like a, probably a lot of us, um, there were definitely tasks that I feel I can do very well and I can do very quickly. And of course, somebody else could do them. But then you think, oh, it will take time to explain how to do do it and you think oh so it's probably better I do it myself because it will take time to explain how someone else needs to do it um hadn't actually thought that yes of course you need to invest that time but afterwards um they probably will be able to do it quicker and more efficiently than you do hadn't even considered that so thank you because I think that's a really good insight
1: We, we we see it the whole entire time and it's um you know a lot of people put off getting a VA because they're scared of that that period of trying to acclimatize them to their business and getting them up to speed on their systems and all those kind of things. But the reality is, is if you've got an experienced VA, they would have seen a number of systems already. Um, they might have better systems that they can suggest because then they're, they're working with a number. And also, and this is the way that I explain it because this is how I kind of look at my brain to you know the, the girls who I work with. Um, everybody's brain works differently and hence everybody has different skill sets and um, most people who lend themselves towards being a VA have brains that work in a different way to say some people who are maybe more artistic or you know sales oriented or whatever it might be but the way that I describe it my brain feels like cooked spaghetti and that's how my brain works you know it's grasshopper I think very quickly um, I do you know, I roll things really quickly. I get things done very quickly. But the majority of girls who work with me as VAs, I always think their brains are straight spaghetti. So they look at tasks and they will absolutely streamline them. They will see you know, that glimmer of light that I wouldn't have seen because I'll be off doing something else or being distracted or my magpie brain will be off somewhere else, which is probably a typical sign of an entrepreneur. But the reality is they look at something and they see a very, very clear system and flow. Um, and that's why they can do things, you know, what you might be able to do. You probably can do it, but they can just do it better, quicker uh, and, in, uh, and probably more precise. Um, and it's not saying that anyone's better than anyone else. It's just a different way of doing things.
0: That's really interesting. Thank you. And so what are the kind of things that a VA can help your business with?
1: it it depends what your business is number one and it depends um who you're talking to number two so va is a massively 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 broad sweeping spectrum and um you know in our business we've got admin we've got bookkeeping we've got social media and we we put them into those silos because um they are totally different disciplines um but some vas might be able. we've got one va who works on every single discipline which is quite unusual but a lot of VAs can do a lot of stuff and um, if you were if you're talking about a product based business and um, it can be anything from you know incredibly practical stuff just helping you with orders helping you make sure that things you know do the completing finishing so that they can make sure that your client's experience is seamless which whilst that's an incredibly important part of the process and is the difference between being you know a class and being c class you could have the same product but if you have that wonderful customer flow that it just looks absolutely seamless it puts you into that um that sort of different um kind of level doesn't it when somebody thinks god that was just you know you know that was just really slick and um, that is the kind of thing that people can help you with they, our girls do a lot of like product analysis research um we just had somebody doing some really wonderful packaging research for one of our product-based businesses and it's that's again taken her business from she's got a beautiful product but um the research that Rosie's done on her behalf has got these wonderful packages and it's taken it into that sort of luxury field so those things that whilst you could do it yourself you know somebody else who it's their role to do will just do it better because they don't have any distractions.
0: That's really helpful. Thank you. And uh,
1: and that's before you start talking about, you know, doing your invoicing and your bill and all that kind of stuff. But in a very practical term, if you want your business to be, just run very smoothly and reflect incredibly well to clients, it, it just, it gives it a big edge.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And I think, and also, you know, VAs can obviously help with things like customer service and answering customer emails and queries. Um, Things that I've had VAs do for me in the past as well include, so you can get VAs that maybe specialize in some of the software you might be using as a products business. So something like Shopify or eBay or Amazon, you know, if you want people to upload listings for you or update your inventory or anything like that. And actually, if you're listening to this and you're just getting started, even things like um, contacting suppliers, if you're looking for quotes, if you, you know, you can provide a list and you can ask a VA to do that work for you. Because while it's, um, it's, it's fairly, you know, it's, it's not particularly difficult. It does take time, you know, going back and forth and keeping on Absolutely. top of it. Um, We're actually
1: doing exactly that for somebody at the moment who's got, um, they've got a Child's bath products, beautiful product, and actually just won a load of awards. But Alice, one of our girls, is she's calling around all the buyers, luxury buyers, and she's working out what the processes are to be able to get the product into them, which absolutely, you know, anybody can do, but the reality is it takes time and dedication, and you know, and when that's your role. You will take it to the next level, won't you? You will make sure you do it incredibly well because that is what your focus is, and that is what you know, and that's what you're there to deliver. Um, so yes, that's a really good one, and we do have um, we do get asked for that quite a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think anything that's going to take you a lot of time, and this is something I've learned from my own experience, anything that's going to take you a lot of time and takes you away from the things that only you can do is worth considering investing in. Because you you can spend hours um, on tasks that are important, but actually, you know, you don't necessarily need to be the one to do them.
1: Absolutely. And going back to your comment about software, that is a really good one. But that in that circumstance um You know, we do a lot of stuff with software, and particularly integrating it with things like Zero, which is an accounting platform. A lot of people come to us with Shopify, and probably their you know books are not the straightest way that they would have liked them to be, or the neatest form that they would have liked to. But they wouldn't have understood, understood, you know, the different automations that you can have, or You know, those little things that by talking to someone who is effectively seeing it in a lot of different other scenarios, you can actually access greater, um, a greater skill set and a greater uses of software that you're working. So, yes, it absolutely goes down to the uploading photos or, you know, just that those manual tasks, which, quite frankly, you don't need to do yourself to actually being able to utilise your software to a much better degree because you're using someone who uses it a lot.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing as well, one of the, another advantage is that, you know, you're working with someone who's worked with other people and is probably a lot more familiar with, um, some things than you are, especially if you're just starting out, um, and even if you've been going for a while, there's, you know, if someone's working with something day in, day out, or they've worked with multiple clients, chances are that they're going to know a few things that you don't, which is invaluable. I remember it was a while ago now, um, somebody showed me how to integrate my inventory management system with all the platforms that I sell my products on. Yeah. It was just amazing not having to actually manually go in and say, oh, I've only got eight of these now, or this one sold out, but just having everything integrated, it was like, you know. That one thing saves so much time, and I never ever would have even thought about it and you know, knew how to do it. And to someone else, that was such a simple thing that probably took, you know, half an hour, and it's just saved so much time. So, yeah, Absolutely. I'm all for getting help.
1: And part of that is actually just knowing that that software is available. Because, why? why should you know, really, quite frankly? Because that's not you know, that's not your business. That's something that facilitates your business, but that's not your business. So why should you be an expert in everything surrounding what lets you do your business? You you shouldn't be scared to help other, you know, ask people for help and ask people for ideas. And that's not just on using a VA, but that's asking other people. And that's why, you know, things like podcasts are fantastic because it's a sharing of of knowledge and experience. But the reality with a VA is that they are surrounded by this the whole entire time and they're surrounded by people's problems which is a very very good learning place um so you know never be scared to ask beyond the sort of beyond the kind of the just outsourcing what you you, you, know, you don't need to do yourself never be scared to ask your va you know what they think what they've seen what have they seen work with other people because you're, you're sitting with a treasure trove of experience there um and they might, you know, they might have some gems that you just are not aware of.
0: That's really interesting. Thank you. So we're definitely both on board with the fact that having a VA can really help your business. But how would you go about finding a VA? And specifically, what's your best advice on finding a VA that's going to really suit you and your business and and the way you work? And I guess who you are as a, as a person. And I know that's, that's quite a big question. Um, But I know you have a lot of experience. So what would you say? <laughs> well, that
1: sort of VA's come up, it come in many many formats. So the first is doing those exercises, writing that list. You will have a successful relationship with your VA. There are lots of different pointers on this front, but the key is to be incredibly specific with what you need done. There's no point in going to a VA and say, oh, "Well, I'd like to have my bookkeeping done, and I'd also like you to manage my Instagram, and I'd like you to upload my stuff on eBay." And you know, because the reality is that is multiple skill sets but if you are very specific with what you need to do you can sit them and say this is my list of things you could i I need done what can you do from my list and you can work out if those are priorities to you um and don't believe anyone who can say they can do everything because you can't be you can't be brilliant at absolutely everything in life but you need to work out that their skill sets align with your priorities that's the number one key thing to do in terms of finding a va you know there's that there, ask people who are in similar industries to you that's a really good place to go there are lots of sort of facebook groups to go on to that you can have a look and you can ask around and you know there are hundreds of uh, thousands of people on um you know sort of freelance um facebook groups and i'm sure you'll be inundated with people who are um who are keen to talk to you and the i, I would talk to people you know in your industry or who do similar things to you and ask them if they know anyone or have a referral but remember that a VA is a very very personal thing so what works for somebody else might not work for you so always have that in your back in mind you've got lots of different opportunities when you hire a VA you can go direct which is absolutely nothing wrong with that you there are lots of VAs out there who are working on a freelance basis and you know and you can just go to them direct um the upside of it is that you will be you know they can only have a certain amount of clients and that will be and um, that will be one that will be you and um, there are certain legal and technical things uh, ir35 if anyone is aware of this is a piece of legislation coming in and uh, this year it's been delayed you have to be very very careful if you are employing a va one-on-one like that that you're, you're employing a freelancer that you are not their sole employer i'm not going to go into ir35 because you all you know like fall asleep on it but just be very careful that if you are employing someone for a certain amount of hours that they have they can demonstrate that they've got a number of other clients because otherwise you might find that you fall five foul of ir35 and you are deemed their employer
0: okay can... uh, before before we do move on from that point is there a, is there a certain number of hours that um the ir35 because i'm familiar with ir35 it's a bit mouthful isn't it um so for example if someone's doing sort of five hours a month let's say 10 hours a month i'm assuming that would count that would as part-time be, yeah. but is there is there a sort of um, a limit at which point people are going to start looking at you and saying you're actually this person's employer there,
1: i mean there absolutely is and um and I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to give advice I've, on this. But no, no, no problem. As no. a rule as a rule of thumb, if you are employing someone on a weekly basis for a set number of hours, um, and those hours are more than, you know, if you've got somebody for one hour a week, quite frankly, it's going to be hard for anyone to argue that you are their main employer. Um, but if you were employing somebody for a day a week, two days a week, three days a week um as but in a freelance capacity the reality is you need to be comfortable that you are not their main source of income as a rule of thumb i would say that's probably quite a good place to start um because if it is that you are their significant employer um then they should probably have some employment rights from you that you know that's the basis it's good legislation the basis of it is that they that, that freelancers don't miss out on employment rights so just be mindful if you're starting to get to that place where you are be employing someone for 20 hours a week quite frankly they are an employee aren't they so there's a sort of a certain moral code to it but if you're having you know a, a handful of hours a month then you're,
0: you're not in the kind of space that okay thank about. you I'm sorry to sort of go down that rabbit hole um I just yeah. felt that just in case anyone heard that and, and sort of immediately started worrying about what that Absolutely. meant um at least hopefully we've put some minds at rest that I mean because yeah, I, I think it, for it, most of us the hours we're going to be looking at are going to be I I, I think um not even a part-time job, you know. But...
1: And that is totally fine. You'll be absolutely fine. And if it's on a monthly basis, that's absolutely fine. If you've got two, three hours a week, you know, even if you're doing a day a week, if your VA is very active, you know, and you're one of 20 clients, you know, it's n- it's neither here nor there. You're not their main employer and it's not something to worry about. Um, but it is just, it is something that you, once you start venturing into this world of like help like getting people to, help you virtually and remotely and, and on a freelance basis If it is something that um is definitely
0: worth it. okay well thank you and sorry um, for taking you off track
1: no 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 don't worry at all oh god I could talk about IR34 for hours um the the other thing actually and it sort of does lead into it is the other option is to you know obviously use the agency of which we are in in essence we're an agency even though all our VAs work for us, you know, spare my time and we have clients, effectively it's an agency type model. And um, the benefit of an agency type model is IR35. You know, it is it's our responsibility as an agency to make sure that we are managing that. Uh, but also, you know, it is the, the diversity of skill sets. So if you have an individual VA, which can be fantastic, you can build a wonderful um, relationship with them. Um, the reality is that you are uh, also um, exposed to their skills gaps just as you're exposed to your own skills gaps, you know, on the basis that everybody can't do everything. They can't be brilliant at everything. You're exposed to their skills gaps. And um, on the, the model that we work or, you know, you can get an agency who will find you a VA, which will help with that matching, you know, so that worry of who do I need? Where do I start? are we going to be a good skills match? Are we going to be a good personality match? Because that's another really big thing. You know, it's a very, very personal relationship with somebody who's helping you with your business or your personal life, or, you know, it's a very close relationship that you'll have. So it's, a, you know, personalities do play a big role. Um, so you can have somebody who will actually go and find you a bit like a recruitment agent, or you can have agencies such as ours, where, you know, we have a number of VAs, and whilst you will have your own VA, who is your point of contact, um, if they find that they have a skills gap, they can then reach into the group and say, my client has got this problem, or this is what the issue we're looking to address right now. Has anyone come across it? And there's a skill share. Um, so, the, you know, that is another option out there for you. The final option, and this is the only one that I would say just be a little bit wary of, is um, going abroad for your VAs, which is very popular, you know, going to somewhere where you will be able to employ someone for a, not a lot of money. Um, the only th- th- these can work very, very well. I'm not going to uh, diss it on the quality front or anything like that. The only thing I would say, if you are in a product type business, or you have customer service as part of the role, just really make sure that the person that you decide to employ um, has a cultural understanding of your client base. Because there is can be a lot missed in a, a sort of lack of cultural understanding, and if you know if you're looking for somebody to help you with your customer relations, you need to have somebody who understands exactly what that entails. Um, so that would be the only thing I'd say to watch out for on that front.
0: That's good advice. Thank you. I guess yeah, whoever you choose to work with, whoever wherever they're based, they need to have a good understanding of who your customer is. Absolutely okay thank you so uh, let's say so how um so once you've you know you found a VA to work with w- what's some advice you've got on how you can have a really good productive working relationship I, I suppose knowing what you want from that person is a good first step is there anything else that you can do either ahead of bringing someone on or especially particularly in the early stages to just make sure that you both get what you need out of it well, to
1: be incredibly clear You need to be clear, and this is the whole entire time, this never stops. You To be very good at communication um, and to be very clear, the the more precise your instructions are, the better a job your VA can do. Um, And it's like, this is the same in life with anything, isn't it? If you give very clear, concise instructions which people can follow, then you're gonna get exactly the result that you want. The reality is it doesn't always work that way, doesn't it? You, you know, you're likely to be in a bit of a rush and go, ah, do you think you could do, You know, could you sort out that customer who asked us this question? And you'll put a lot of, uh, you, know, you, you, you need them to be very proactive. The reality is don't try and jump to that stage straight away. There's no way that somebody can understand your business as soon as you hit go. So um, write them a detailed list of the tasks in general you would like them to do. Uh, write them the systems that, that you use and you know and ask them if they've got experience in those systems um, explain to them if there's you know any other systems you'd like them to have a look at while they're doing it so just so that they have that kind of general overview and um, the amount of time that you put in at the beginning towards educating your VA you will win that time back in the long run because they will be in a better position to be able to hit the ground running if suddenly every, you know every two weeks you're having to give them a bit more information and sort of drip feed it they're never going to get the whole picture and it's going to take them until you've finished giving them all the information however many weeks that might take to be up to speed if you sit down you know have however long it's going to take with some detailed notes that they can then refer back to or you know have a zoom meeting and record the call so that they can go back into it you know they're they're brilliant there's so much fantastic technology nowadays but have a point that they can go back and they can refer back to what you've asked them to do because um you know it, it just gives them something to fall back on and make sure that they can deliver the job to your expectations other than that communication communication is absolutely the number one way of getting a great result from your va
0: Amazing. Thank you. So just before we finish up, Melissa, what is your number one piece of advice for someone looking to work with a VA? And it's it's possibly something you've already covered and that's fine, but what would be the one takeaway you'd want people to have?
1: Just keep talking to them. Don't, don't leave them to go off on a spiral, you know, just keep talking to them, ask for updates, be very precise in when you want work returned to you, you know, give deadlines, um, just be very clear with your communication.
0: That's great. Thank you. And finally, Minister, where can people find more about you and Spare My Time and all the services that you and your VAs offer?
1: Well, we've got our website, which is sparemytime.com, but I'm very active on Instagram, uh, Spare My Time, um, and I'm always sharing business tips productivity tips on there um, so come and say hi there I've always got something to say
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you so much and I will link through to everything in the show notes as well to make it super easy for people to find you well thank you so much for being here thank you so much for all that you've shared um yeah I think this is really valuable thank you
1: oh it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me on oh,
0: you're welcome I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Melissa. As always, if you have a second to rate and review the show, that would be fantastic. And um, please don't forget to, to subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on any of the fantastic interviews we've got coming up. So thank you again for being here. Really hope you enjoyed it and speak with you next week.